Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Ladies and gentlemen, I've told you now over the course of I don't know how long that the Democrat Party has never embraced this country. That doesn't mean Democrats listening to this program don't embrace the country or serve the country. I'm not talking about that. The Democrat Party is an institution The people who run it and have run it, have never and do not embrace this country. Period. This is the history of the Democrat Party. You have leaders of the Democrat Party, starting at the top, the President of the United States, who keeps attacking America. He obviously doesn't believe in America. To run to be President of the United States of a systemically racist country The absurdity is unbelievable. But the Democrat Party gets power through hating the country. And it gets power by encouraging more and more people to hate the country. And I'm going to say something I believe. It gets power through riots, through protests, through crazy theories like critical race theory, by destroying women's sports in high schools and colleges. By having bathrooms with no gender identification. This is where the modern Democrat Party gets its power. In the past, the Democrat Party got its power as the pro-slavery Confederacy Party. This is a party that never talks about individual liberty. This is a party that never, ever embraces our founding and our history. Now, how many more contradictions... In hypocrisies do we have to listen to and watch here? 
Metro Police, National Guard, the Metro Police that have been protecting the Capitol building, the National Guard protecting the Capitol building, are they systemically racist? Because Congress is relying on them, according to Congress, to protect them. Are they systemically racist? We have more diversity in our police departments ever in our history. We have more minority police chiefs ever. And some of them are being chased off. Remember the the female police chief in Seattle? She's not there anymore. Their careers as chiefs of police are very short. Systemic racism. The Democrat Party and their celebrities and their basketball players and their media hate this country. They hate this country. Oh, don't get me wrong. They'll milk it for everything it's worth. They'll take whatever money they can get out of it, whatever wealth they can get out of it, whatever popularity and and fame they can get out of it. No question about that. No question about that. But they still hate the country. There is something psychologically wrong with the Democrat Party and its leaders and these surrogates that I'm talking about. And then we have to hear their psychobabble. We have to hear their psychobabble. Systemic racism, that's now. Jim Crow. White privilege. This is a party that is pushing this country over the edge. Over the edge. Now we're going to get the other three. Well, who are the other three? Well, the police officer involved in the, the shooting of Wright. Well, we all saw that on the body cam. Officer Potter. No, no, no you don't understand. Now the police officer was involved in the shooting of Adam Toledo. Well, we all saw that on the body cam. Shouldn't be charged with anything either. They wanted these body cams and the videos. Now we have them. Now they, they pretend they don't exist. Now we have a shooting in Columbus, Ohio. It's as if every one of these shootings now, we all get to participate and make comments on it. Now we have Mikhail Bryant. We have the video, we have the audio. Other girls, black girls, calling 911, telling the police, you better get here fast as you can. And Mikhail Bryant, when they get there, has a knife, and she's wielding a knife. She pushed one girl to the ground, she pulls the knife out, as if to get ready, and I mean ready, to stab another girl, same race, and a cop shoots her. He shoots her. They're called to the scene. And the Democrat Party and its race baiters can't wait. LeBron James. The increasingly disgusting, race baiting LeBron James. Worth a billion dollars with homes everywhere in one white neighborhood after another. Pushing the lies. Trashing the cops. And I guarantee you when he goes to stadiums all over this country... He's got a ton of security, police, private security. He's not talking to them about systemic racism. I can guarantee that. He knows better. Cheap talk. LeBron James tweeted out a photo of the police officer with capitalized, you're next. You're next. And then he deleted it. 
Then he deleted it. A cop who makes less in an entire year than LeBron James makes in one basketball game. LeBron James, who contributes absolutely nothing to the security of this nation, absolutely nothing to the unity of this nation, does nothing to tamp down individuals who are taken to the streets, in fact, stirs the pot. That LeBron James makes more in one day than the police make in one year. And what the hell has he contributed to this country? Oh, he gave donations. That's not what I'm talking about. Body cam footage showed the shooting victim, 16-year-old Michaela Bryant, charging another female, and I'll say it, another black female, armed with what appears to be a knife. An officer shot Bryant four times before she collapsed to the ground. She died at the hospital after being taken there in critical condition. The cop didn't look, go there looking for trouble. The cop didn't go there looking to kill anybody. And as we've talked about here, and I know statistics don't matter, more people in this country die at the end of a knife than at the point of a gun. At the end of a knife than at the point of a gun. Police were called on the scene around 4.30 p.m. yesterday. The body cam shows that as soon as police pulled up, a young female tackles another female to the ground, holding what appeared to be a knife in her hand. The girl is then seen charging at another female while raising the apparent knife in the air, at which point the officer fired multiple shots. George Floyd's family attorney, Ben Crump, this guy's bad news, referred to Bryant as unarmed in a tweet. Unarmed, even though we have video. I don't get it. So the video of the cop in this instance tells us nothing. Blind to the fact that an assault, potentially a deadly assault, was taking place. And if the officer didn't shoot this particular individual, it's very likely the other individual could have been killed. Then what? He didn't act because he's white? I don't get it. Then what? But the video in the George Floyd's case is determinative, period. The video in this case, well, we're supposed to pretend that the, that, the, uh, that the perpetrator wasn't carrying a knife. You get my point? Let me, let me just be cut to the chase here. There are individuals involved in all this who hate America and want to take it down. It's that simple. Who hate America and want to take it down. It's that simple. And I want them to know something. I want LeBron James and Benjamin Crump. I want Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. I want them all to know something. You're not taking it down. You are liars. You are self-serving narcissists. You're not taking this country down. You know, it's amazing Tens of millions of people in this country are watching this and are disgusted by all of it. They're sick and tired of being called names. They're sick and tired of watching their cities burn. They're sick and tired of the same publicity hounds on TV, whether they're basketball players or a lawyer 
We've had it. We're tired of it. My fear here is because every one of these incidents are used by the Democrat Party to try and trash our own country and by Biden and so forth, is that the way the Democrats are trying to enshrine their power, the way the Democrats are trying to use these events to destroy our voting system, to destroy the courts and separation of power, to grab as much authority as they can, my concern here is they're going to push the silent majority so far that far it's not going to be silent anymore. And I don't just mean by voice. People can only take so much when you destroy their schools, when you destroy their kids with propaganda, hate, racist propaganda. When you call people who pay massive amounts of taxes, average people who pay massive amounts of taxes, the government takes it and redistributes their income. When people who are kind and people of faith and so forth, they're being called names, they're being thrown in with individuals who don't behave themselves or whatever. When racism is used to describe a whole class of people, which used to be frowned upon, we're getting sick and tired of it. And by we, I mean all of us who are not participating in this. All of us. We despise most of the people on TV. We despise most of the people in newsrooms. We despise most of these slip-and-fall lawyers and these phony civil rights advocates. We despise Antifa. We despise Marxists, the people who run Black Lives Matter and use that name to advance an anti-American revolution. We despise the leadership of the Democrat Party who are using these events to empower themselves because they hate America and because they want to empower their party and they think they're on to something. You're not on to anything, you morons. You almost lost the House. And you barely got the Senate. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Well, let me give you an example. We have a reporter at the press conference today in Columbus. And you see what the media are doing. We move from city to city, event after event after event. Still nothing about the mass slaughter, particularly on the weekends in the inner city, 
mostly young black males killing other young black males, although that wasn't the case in Chicago last weekend where they were spraying bullets and shooting people who were in line in their cars and a drive-up at a McDonald's, and I think the other one was a Popeye's, and five people were murdered, including a seven-year, a seven-year-old girl. I think she was shot seven or so times. I mean, come on. Do we even know her name? How much attention does that get? Where's LeBron James? Where is that dummy? Where's that dummy? Reported a press conference today. Now it's the, the turn of the Columbia Police Department. You know what the hell else this officer can do? You know, it amazes me. They have to make decisions in split seconds. They are called to the scene. They are called to the scene. They don't want to shoot somebody. Somebody has a knife and they're wielding it about to stab another human being. So the officers, white, they're called to the scene. There may be others who weren't. He's called to the scene by African-American girls, girls as opposed to women. They're younger, teenagers, desperately saying, you better get here, you better get here. They get, he gets there. And he sees one of them with a knife up over her shoulder, near the, her ear, ready to stab another. And he shoots her. A horrific situation, but it's got to be blamed on the cop. Why? You know why. No personal responsibility anymore. None. But I hear people, even on TV and radio, say, why don't you shoot them in the arm or leg? Or why do we have deadly weapons? Why don't we have these weapons that can stop people? They have no police experience. They've never actually been in a situation where you've had to use a weapon, including deadly force. They have no idea what's going on, and yet they have a thousand recommendations. Well, I don't have enough time to play this. I'll have to play it after the bottom of the hour. But it is the question from a reporter to the police chief. I have a question for you. Who represents law-abiding Americans? Who represents law enforcement in this country? Who represents us? Who represents us in the media? Who represents us who speak out against riots? Who represents us who speak out against Brutality against police. Who represents us? Who hears our voice in the media? Nobody. Really, very few. Certainly not newsrooms across this country. I'll be right back. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time, because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. 
And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. Well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I can only go far, so far in telling you this secret, because some people are going to be extraordinarily angry at me. But as most third graders say, I'm in charge of me. I have been working very, very hard over the course of a long period of time, but especially now, on what I consider my most important book ever. Ever. Given what's going on in this country. I can't give you the title, I can't get into it yet, but hopefully in a week or two. And it should be finally completed by this summer. It is the most important book I've ever written, it's the longest book I've ever written. And, you know, you and I together, many of you, we helped launch the Tea Party movement. I don't take credit for anything, but it was very, very important. And in part, that was done as a result of liberty and tyranny. But it was simultaneous. I'm hoping we can do something similar here, because we're going to need to. We need to save our country. Our country is under attack from forces, <coughs> from forces mostly within. And we better get this resolved or we're going to lose this country. We're going to lose our children in these classrooms, these indoctrination mills. They've already taken over our colleges and universities. They've already taken over our newsrooms. We need to get our act together. We need to have something to rally around. We need to have some ideas about what we're going to do about this. So this is the most important book I've ever written. Ever. And I'm also hoping that kids that are going to go off to college read it. You can get it at a library. You don't have to buy it. It's not on Amazon yet. I'm pulling, I've held it back. But I'm hoping all of you read it because you need to be the Thomas Paines and the Paul Revere's, and I'm not kidding. This isn't a book about our Constitution. I've written many books about this. This isn't a book about our founding, even though obviously it's completely and utterly relevant. This book's different. That's all I can say. I'm trying to get it done as quickly as possible. And I've already talked to my publisher about getting it printed and out as fast as possible. We don't have a moment to spare here. We really don't. And as all this is going on inside the United States, as the Democrat Party, their celebrities, their basketball players, their media hacks, 
and the rest are weakening us, dispiriting so many fellow Americans as they are trashing our country. China and Russia are on the move. Iran is on the move. North Korea is on the move. Russia has modernized over 88% of its nuclear weapons. Did you know that, Mr. Producer? We have modernized none. We have 1970s nuclear warheads. We have about 400 silos in this country. I'm not violating any secrecy. And the Democrats want to close those. They want to rely almost exclusively on our nuclear submarines. We've already stopped. We've already stopped our B-52s and others from having 24-7 alert with nuclear weapons. That's already been stopped. We're spending ourselves into a Great Depression one day with massive inflation. We're handing out money left and right. It's raining, raining $1,000 bills all over the country. But when it comes to our own serious national security and defense, we don't have any money. Today, Putin threatened us. He has arrayed a massive army on the border with Ukraine because he's going to invade Ukraine. He's going to attack that country. All the talk from the Democrats in the first impeachment round about how Donald Trump was a sellout to Russia and how Donald Trump wouldn't give arms to Ukraine. When Donald Trump gave arms to Ukraine, which Barack Obama and Joe Biden would not, now look what's going on. What's the Biden administration going to do? Putin doesn't think they're going to do a damn thing. And if that does occur, and China takes a look, then Taiwan is next. And China's got all kinds of brand new nuclear missiles. The head of the Strategic Command testified today that for the first time ever, the United States thinks nuclear war is in fact possible. And what are we focused on as a country? What are we focused on here? What what are we doing? The Democrat Party is unilaterally disarming us. The Democrat Party has unilaterally destroyed our southern border. The Democrat Party is destroying the spirit of Americanism, turning American against American. Marxist, radical, violent groups like Black Lives Matter receive tens of millions of dollars from American corporations and clowns in Hollywood. We're trashing our police. And Joe Biden has a a huge popularity poll, apparently. Although I was told by one family member that poll was bogus. You know, China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, they don't have to pay attention to what we're doing here. In other words, they think it's great. Go ahead, tear yourselves apart. And in fact... All this stuff about race and so forth, that comes straight out of their propaganda book. This is what they push into our colleges, 
apparently into our media and so forth. This is what's going on. So the Democrat Party is at war with our country, and yet they won't protect our country from war from other sources. As I speak to you as an example, the Biden administration is already removing sanctions against Iran, which just said it's going to up the percentage of its uh, nuclear production to 60%. China humiliates our pathetic Secretary of State and his people. There's no pushback whatsoever. Putin's not going to take Biden's crap. They look at this doddering old fool who can't complete his sentences. Who walks around with a mask even though he's vaccinated and nobody's within 20 feet of him. They see that as weakness. They see him as out of it. And they're thrilled with all these clown leftists. Trashing our own country. Trashing us. Left and right. This makes Obama look like a joke. But so Biden's going to face, is going to continue to promote this race-baiting stuff. They've polled this, you see, they've polled it. And the whole country's attention is diverted. We're supposed to hate ourselves. Imagine being a Democrat today, seriously. Can you imagine being a Democrat today in this party? The things you have to believe, the things you have to support. Just think about that. But I have found most liberals to be hypocrites, buffoons, clowns, who live one way and insist that everybody else live another way. It never fails to pass when I meet them distant relatives and others. They want to make as much money as they can. When they're in trouble, they want to call the police. But they want society to be rearranged, you know, as long as their lives are not rearranged. Don't interfere with them. These are stupidly dangerous people. But they're not even the problem. It's the Marxists among us who are the problem. That's the problem. As you know, I've been talking about it and using this word Marxism and this word Marxist now for a long time. And I notice now, finally, some conservatives on Fox and some conservatives on radio have learned how to pronounce Marx and Marxism. They used to be afraid that they would be attacked. They were very concerned about media matters. They didn't want to be out there crazy with Mark Levin. Although they suck up everything I say. But that's okay. I call it as I see it. And I know what I'm looking at. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. I know you love freedom. How do I know that? Because you listen to my show. And my show and everything I do is all about preserving freedom and the form of government that secures it for us. It's the same with Hillsdale College, one of the very best truly liberal arts colleges in the nation. That's why I talk about them all the time. 
because Hillsdale is committed to pursuing truth and defending liberty. Hillsdale teaches stellar students to defend freedom, no matter what they major in, whether it's science or music or economics or business, whatever. Hillsdale teaches them how to defend liberty, and they do that for you, too, through their free monthly digest of constitutional thought. It's called Imprimus. 5.6 million Americans receive Imprimus for free every month. And you, my friend and fellow freedom lover, should be reading it, too. You can subscribe for free at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who want to preserve freedom for future generations make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for no cost every month. So start receiving and reading in Primus so you can know how to defend the freedom you love. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Jim Pasaki is truly a hideous human being. May I say that again? Yes, I think I will. A hideous human being. There she is at the White House briefing today, and she's asked about this shooting. Now, what you should say, if you're in her position, is, look, that's under investigation. We don't have all the facts. We're here in Washington, D.C. Things are very hot right now. Let's let the investigators do their job. Not that. No. Cut five. Go. First, has the president been briefed on 16-year-old Micaiah Bryant being shot and killed by police in Columbus, Ohio yesterday? It happened moments before the show. And that reporter there is a sleazeball. Absolute sleazeball. Looking to provoke violence. But let's go on. Let's see if Pisaki takes the bait. And not only does she take the bait, she was chomping down on it. She couldn't wait to get a question like this. Go ahead. Yes. Um, I said she yes, and let me. And you can hear her turning the page on her notes, so she can read from them. Go ahead. Give me the opportunity. Uh, the killing of 16-year-old Michaela Bryant by the Columbus police is tragic. She was a child. She was not killed by the uh, Columbus police. There was a specific incident with specific events. She was a child. She was 16 years old. Now. This is the other game the Democrats play. 16-year-old is a child. However, when it comes to their voting bill, HR1 and S1, they say 16 and 17-year-olds should be able to register to vote because they're young adults who are capable of making decisions. You get my point? They'll say and do whatever they have to do. Hypocrisy is irrelevant. Go ahead. Family and the communities that are hurting and grieving her loss. We know that police violence disproportionately impacts uh, black and Latino people. What does this have to do with the event? Nothing. I've never been more disgusted in my life. I really have never been. With these low lives and their low life tactics. I've never been more disgusted in my life. More distrustful of government. I've never been more distrustful of government than this time in my life, ever. Being honest with you. Go ahead. Black women and girls, like black men and boys, experience higher rates of police violence. We also know that there are particular vulnerabilities that children in foster care... And look at her just ripping at the cops, just going after police, police violence, police discrimination, police this, police that. We're talking about a specific incident. She is a liar, 
And I don't know how she sleeps at night. I really don't know how any of these people sleep at night. The race baiting, the racializing. And in my humble opinion, the black community should be furious with all these white people trying to use them to empower the Democrat Party. They should be disgusted by all this. Because first and foremost, it's going to be their communities that suffer. When police budgets are slashed, when police have their hands tied, the next time a young black girl is calling 911 for the police to come, Harry, come now, now, you need to get here, is pretty much what she said. Because another black girl was wielding a knife and was about to stab that individual. What happens if the cops don't come? You know what happens? We get weekends like we get in Chicago and Los Angeles and New York and Philadelphia and Baltimore where people die. You know what? If that girl who called 911 had been stabbed to death, you would never hear about it. You wouldn't know her name. You wouldn't know a damn thing. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter to the phony civil rights advocates. It wouldn't matter to the phony basketball players. It wouldn't matter to the phony George, uh, Joe Biden. Because it's happening every day in our communities. As long as the cops don't show up, apparently it's okay. It's okay. Out of sight, out of mind. No body cameras. It's okay. And to have this fool make the kinds of statements that she's making and her fool boss make the kinds of statements that they're making. Honestly, I don't know how the Secret Service can even deal with this. Because they're talking about them too. The Democrats are creating hostility and they're more than inviting violence. They're urging it. If you really believe that that police officer is out to kill you, Every time he stops you in the car, because you're black. If you honestly believe that officer is there to hurt you, to kill you, you're going to resist. But that's the message from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. That's the message. Shameful, shameful. And there must be pushback. And there will be pushback. There must be pushback, and there will be pushback. And when we come back, wait until you hear from this guy, Ibram X. Kendi, who's made millions of dollars peddling racism, white supremacy. Publishers have no problem making money off this guy's book and this guy's hate. And he's a professor, you see. So he's being subsidized by the people who pay for these colleges, mostly state taxpayers. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Ibram X. Kendi. 
Many of you haven't heard of him. He's a very famous author in certain circles. There's a massive now multi-billion dollar industry in race. In race equity. In promoting the fantasy of a white-dominated society and white privilege and white systemic racism. Publishers are making a fortune. The authors are making a fortune. And they're destroying our country. Most of this is occurring or has its, its birth out of our universities and colleges. Great vestiges of Stalinism these days. Where conservatives dare not speak. Even worse, where people with different viewpoints, non-conforming views, better be quiet. They want good grades. They don't want to be molested. Sit in the back and keep your mouth shut. We pay for all this, you and I. And we are told that we have no say in it. That has to change, and we have our way. In a few months, that's going to change. But Ibram X. Kendi was on CBS News. Now, this is what's part of the very serious and grave problem that we face. We have news institutions giving racists and bigots who are on the intellectual fringe front and center platforms to spew their hate. In fact, they produce this segment with music, it sounds all nice and so forth. So you want to hear how CBS News promotes Ibram X. Kendi. Cut, seven, go. So now what? Chauvin is headed to jail. But is America headed to justice? Is justice convicting a police officer? Or is justice convicting America? Is justice convicting America, ladies and gentlemen? Do you know you were on trial? You were on trial. All of you in America, you were on trial. Go ahead. Tens of millions of Americans after Floyd's murder last year took to the streets. Now, tens of millions did not take to the street. Thousands took to the street. Thousands. We know what tens of millions look like. Anyway, just a point. Go ahead. Every American town, we were convicting America. Since 2013, more than 1,000 people have died at the hands of police. And really, more than 1,000 people. Really, more than 1,000 people have died at the hands of police. He doesn't tell you how many are black or red or green or yellow or purple or brown or white. But even aside from that, what were they doing? Were they executed? This is as sleazy as it gets, and CBS is doing this. Go ahead. They're mentally ill, many of them during traffic stops, like Dante Wright. Since the Chauvin trial... Like Dante Wright? Dante Wright? You see, in the end, these people are cold-blooded. Ibrahim X. Kennedy doesn't mention that Dante Wright put the gun to a woman, a woman of color, I might, to her head and tried to rob her. And that he's walking around with an unregistered pistol, which I thought was a bad thing. No facts whatsoever. We've got a narrative, and that's what we're pushing. 
That's what we're pushing. That's what CBS is pushing. Go ahead. 29th, more than three people per day have been killed by law enforcement, many of them black and Latino and young. Look how he does that. Look how he does that. What does that mean? It means, not, I don't know what it means. Because the statistics themselves, as the cold, and they are cold, statistics themselves do not support his proposition. So he's not going to give you the specifics. I give you the specifics. Go ahead. Toledo. It is easy to just blame individual officers like Derek Chauvin, but the problem is structural. It's not, you see, the individual. It's all of us. All of us. It's in our DNA. It's in the country. You see, we can hold Derek Chauvin to account, but that's not justice. Justice isn't served until neo-Marxists and racists run the country. But really the Democrat Party as a whole. Then we'll have real justice, you know. What amazes me, we have Democrat strongholds. You know, most criminal statutes are state statutes. Most prosecutions are state prosecutions. We have blue states all over this country. Big blue states. Like New York, like California, like Illinois and so forth. Big blue states. Like Massachusetts. Are they also structurally racist? I guess so. But of course, this guy's not racist. The crap he's spewing, and he's making a fortune doing it, he's not racist. No, 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 he's not racist. He's courageous. And you got multiple publishers trying to publish this guy because they make a lot of money off this guy. Now, not conservatives. Don't get me wrong. Go ahead. The problem is historic. The problem is every single American who sees George Floyd and Breonna Taylor as dangerous, rather than the policies... Who saw Breonna Taylor as Jane Dangerous, Mr. Producer? Go ahead. Health disparities, under-resourced schools... Oh, I see. Health disparities, under-resourced schools. I see. What does that mean? We have the most open health care system on the face of the planet. Oh, I'm not talking about, you know, in Cuba, you go there, everybody gets free health care, which means they get nothing. I sit in these emergency rooms I have during the course of my life, as have many of you. I see people who come in who can't speak English. I see people who come in who can't pay their bills. They're treated just like everybody else. Let me tell you a little secret. I have a cardiologist, and she's told me of a patient she had years ago. For five months, they had a heart condition, an illegal alien. Taken care of for five months. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear how rotten this country is. I'm sick and tired of it. By these phony, overpaid, candy-ass elitists. I'm sick of it. Who sit in their ivory towers and light as many fuses in this country as is possible. Mark, why are you raising your voice? Yeah, why am I raising my voice? I'm not burning anything down. I'm not hitting anybody. I'm raising my voice. And damn it, it's time to raise your voice. 
CBS, what a disgusting, pathetic, phony news operation. One lie after another. One lie after another. People in this country work hard. They break their back. They're paying property taxes, state income taxes in most cases, federal income taxes. They're paying taxes on everything they buy. Taxes, taxes, taxes. They get up at 6 in the morning. They get home at 7 at night. I'm not talking about some candy-ass bureaucrat. I'm talking about plumbers, builders, roofers, construction workers, truck drivers. I'm talking about the people who make this country work. And all we do, we have to hear this crap day in and day out. We don't give a damn about race. We don't look at people that way. We just don't care. We treat people with respect. We don't walk around trying to hurt people. I'm talking about all Americans of all faiths and backgrounds and colors. We actually get along quite damn well. But for fools like this, the fool in the Oval Office, the Democrat Party, and all the other creeps out there. I'll be right back. Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com. And enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L E V I N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. Now, this poison is being poured into the minds of your children and grandchildren being pushed out through a corrupt media that also hates America. A corrupt media. Now I want you to listen to Van Jones, speaking of corrupt media, on CNN today, which underscores another point that I made yesterday. But you just need to hear this because we don't watch these these shows. Cut nine, go. This was not the system working. This was people making the system work. That's the key. Don't forget, initially, the, the police report said, oh, there was a medical incident, somebody died. What, what, what do we know? The initial charging document from the local prosecutor was a joke, literally. A hey, pal, do you understand what took place in that courtroom is the system? The system. Go ahead. They sneeze on nothing. People rose up and said, we're not going to let this go. The governor stepped in, gave that case to Keith Ellison who's an African-American Muslim progressive guy that everybody rallied around before. I see. So, ladies and gentlemen, Van Jones here is rewriting history, isn't he? 
The whole nation watched that video, pal. I don't care about Keith Ellison, who's African-American, Muslim, progressive guy. You don't tell the truth, which he's also a Farrakhan guy. Not exactly Mr. Uniter. Another hate America guy, as a matter of fact. The entire nation saw what happened in that video, and the entire nation was repulsed, white, black, and in between. That's what happened on May 25th when that video was seen. We didn't need riots and the people to bring us together. The people saw it already. You can go back on my website, marklevinshow.com. Listen to what I said that day. And I'm not the only one. Rush, Sean, and more than us, you. So they have to re- they have to readjust history, you see, and explain what took place that day. If it wasn't for Keith Ellison putting all these resources on the table, if it wasn't for people rising up, rising up, it would never have happened, ladies and gentlemen. That's a lie. That's a flat-out lie. But now I want you to listen to Al Sharpton, because Al Sharpton is telling you that what took place in the streets influence the outcome in the courtroom. Exactly the point about mob rule and the failure of respect for the constitutional process. On one side of his mouth, they go on about this was due process. On the other side of their mouth, they explain it wasn't due process. But then again, it's Al Sharpton. Cut 10, go. I think that if we do not look at the fact that yes, the marches and the rallies all over the world, intergenerational, interracial, was impactful. The big over 200,000 people in the pandemic that marched with us uh, when uh, Nash Action Network and Martin III called for that. All of that was great. But when we saw policemen, even the chief of police of Minneapolis, get on the stand, and testify against a policeman. The reason that was significant, I think it was not only critical to the trial and the jury, it was critical to the movement to say that finally the world gets it. This is not anti-police. This is about police accountability to where even now policemen could say, wait a minute, we will I I don't know what you're rambling on about. Maybe other people do. Maybe they're projecting onto you. This isn't the first time police have testified against police. And it won't be the last time police have testified against police. Maybe it's the first time or one of the few times you've seen it on TV because this trial was open to the nation. It was open to the world. We have all kinds of police investigative committees. We have all kinds of of appeal committees. We have all kinds of uh, citizen committees. We have... You know, police, the truth is, police are investigative a hell of a lot more than most other people in this society. Police are investigated a hell of a lot more than most other people in this society. And if we didn't have these video, what we now have, we wouldn't know a lot of what's going on. And yet here we have them, because police departments have decided to have video. Why? Because they know in the vast majority of the cases, the vast number of cases, the video will demonstrate that the police officers followed the book, did the right thing, 
This police officer tonight in Columbus, Ohio, I mean, he saved a girl's life from another girl who was about to stab her. You saw that video, didn't you, Mr. Producer? She was what, within a second of stabbing the other girl? Certainly looked like it to me. But a police officer has a nanosecond to make a decision. You know, not not like a basketball player. You can sit there and think in advance, what am I going to do? Am I going to dribble this way, shoot a three-pointer? What will I do? No. They don't have that kind of time. This police officer saved another girl's life. Has nothing to do with the George Floyd case. This police officer saved another girl's life. The case of Officer Potter, we all saw that too. We saw what took place. So each case has to be looked at differently. But they're not. They're not when you have race baiters like Ibram X. Kendi. Or race baiters like LeBron James. And race baiters now like Joe Biden. Really quite shocking. Some of these folks wake up every single morning with their silk sheets, with their double king-size bed, or they wake up in the personal res- private residence of the White House or wherever they're waking up, waited on hand and foot, hating their country, hating the people of this country. You hate America, you hate Americans. America is not some, uh, some empty vessel. We're Americans. When they tell you they hate America, they hate us. That is, we, the American people. And I look at every one of these people and I say to them, what have you contributed to the progress of this country? What have you contributed, really? Nothing. Nothing. There are people who contribute and there are people who destroy. There are people who build things and then there's people who destroy things. And the left destroys things. That's what they do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I shall return. Voice of sanity in an insane world. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. All right, Steve. Steve, you're on XM in Florida. How are you, sir? It's a pleasure to talk to you, with you Mark. Thank you. Long-time listener. My brother turned me on to you because you were too deep for him, so he listened to Rush. <laughs> Well, Rush was deep, too. And it says here you're Pensacola, Florida, so go right ahead. Yes, yes. I'll get straight to the point. Uh, The Attorney General really upset me. I wish I could rant like you do when you get upset, but I'm not as good as you are. Which Attorney General? Of the United States or Minneapolis? uh, No, the Minneapolis. Yeah. When he started lumping all these shootings and things into one group. Mm -hmm. Back in 81, I was involved in a shooting. Mm-hmm. Where I had to make a split decision, uh, there was a man stabbing a girl 
at a trailways bus station, and he came at me with a knife, and I had to back up real quick, unholster my gun, and shoot him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a decision you had to make right on the spot. So to lump every shooting into one racial, you know, because this was a racial situation also, uh, is just ludicrous. So, mm-hmm. Now you're right. That's what I wanted to say. And depending on the race and the circumstances, uh, you would be, you know, you could be destroyed. And let me let me ask you a question. You shot a person. Did you enjoy that? Was that something you look forward to, or is that something that haunts you? It was something that was just instinctive in me. It, it didn't really haunt me afterwards because I knew I had done the right thing for me. And I mean, do woman, you think about it a lot? Not until yesterday when the attorney general started just lumping all these sh- yeah. shootings and stabbings into one thing. So it came back on me. And I yeah. that with everybody. Well... Looks like you saved a life, sir. So I want to thank you. Yes, yes. We got sewn up and went on to Las Vegas and Phoenix. But mm-hmm. yeah, and the guy was just trying to pick up on her for his. I guess he was a pimp. I don't think it's ever, if I remember. Way yeah. back in All right, Steve. I want to thank you, buddy. Thank you very much. Nancy Rockland, New York, on the Mark Levin app. Go right ahead. Hi, Mark. Um, You know, I've been so livid about this country being painted as racist. I'm just enraged. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to share just our... Well, let me just say this, and then I'll let you continue. I'm starting to think it is. And what I mean by that is I mean these commentators in the media, these athletes, uh, these professors, I think they are down and down racists. I really do. They're the racists. Well, I think they're certainly determined to create it if it's not there, because uh, for whatever advantage. Um, but, you know, I had a little experience yesterday. I live just north of New York City, so we are the melting pot of the melting pot with every possible, um, you know, income level, race, ethnic background, whatever. And I went to the local Dairy Queen on what was a gorgeous day. And this Dairy Queen is the old-fashioned one where it's just a little walk-up window and you stand in the parking lot and they give mm-hmm. you your ice cream. And there were about 25 people in line or so, and we're all just sort of taking our time and inching forward. And it was the most pleasant and cheerful, happy, social group of people. This uh, a Hispanic lady said, oh, gee, I really like your skirt. And we chit-chatted for a minute about what kind of clothes we like. There was uh, a black mother with her little girl in hand, and these two older gents who were white were smiling at the little girl, saying, you know, you're such a good dancer. You know, she was doing a little dance. There's two guys coming out of their contractor truck. One was black, one was white, and they were they were literally hanging on each other because they were laughing so hard together that they just couldn't stand upright to get over to the ice cream line. And I'm just like, this is, when I just took in that scene, I'm like, I am so enraged because this is, you know, I know there's a few jerks in the world. There's the, you know, the people who bully kids at school or litter in a public park, but it's not like that. The world is not like that. This country is not like that. And you know what? That's beautiful what you said. And, Can you imagine if some of these so-called Sunday news shows or some of these cable shows or whatever would show, not even more of that, would just show that Americans working with Americans, Americans laughing with Americans, Americans going to war. That is, 
the whole rainbow coalition, as Jesse Jackson would say, the whole rainbow coalition of Americans who really do appreciate and support and love each other. All right, my friend, thank you for your call. Let's go to Brad, Atlanta, Georgia, XM Satellite, a retired police officer. Brad, how are you, sir? Uh, Great, Mark. How are you? Okay, thank you. Uh, I just I was calling into the show. Uh, just I, I listen to you, and I appreciate everything you do uh, for our radio listeners. Uh, I'm a retired law enforcement officer out of Florida, uh, 31 years, and I just wanted to uh, share with you, Mark, that I'm really getting tired of this uh, all this talk about s- systemic racism. A police officer does not choose who they come into contact with majority of the time. Uh, We come into contact with people, uh, say we have a shoplifter from a local store, a Walmart or a Kmart or something. Uh, The officers get the call, the store calls. We go, we don't know who the person is. Uh, We just get a general description. It's, we get it, hopefully we get a gender, we get a race. But you know what, Mark? We don't pick who those people are. It's their officers all over this country respond to the same situations I've been in for 31 years. We don't pick. You pull over somebody on a traffic stop. 95% of the time, we see a traffic violation. We don't know if it's a male, female, black, white. Hispanic. Uh, This is getting ridiculous. And like you've been talking about tonight, they get involved with so much with race. It's race. It's okay. Yes, I'm white, but I don't pick who I pull over. let, Let me let me just say this. You can be blue. And it wouldn't matter. There is an agenda here. There's a narrative here. It is destroying the police and law enforcement. Disarm the American people. Make them all compliant. Push them off of the uh, big tech media platforms if you need to. Destroy the electoral system. Stuff the Senate with more Democrats. What they want is uh, conformity. What they want is a people who are not independent, a people who who are compliant, a people who are going to be um, easily cowed into doing what the radical left wants. This is the plan. Now, many people say this can't be happening in America. It is happening in America. And that's why I'm saying I'm working on things. We're going to talk about them more. And uh, first of all, we have to expose the sources of what's taking place here, and we have to address it. And so I'm very much looking forward to doing this. And um, And hopefully we will push back. We will build a, uh, a fortress of Americans, whether it's in education, whether it's in the media, wherever it is, whatever you do, your workplace, your social circle, your, uh, your place of work, and we're going to have to be courageous. We're going to have to be willing to speak out. We're going to have to be willing to do certain things that we might be uncomfortable about. But, but here's the thing, and I want to thank you for your call, my friend, and your service. Here's the thing. I always hesitate to say stuff behind the microphone before the book comes out and stuff like that because it's just picked off. But I've got to do what I've got to do. Which is this. 
Marxism is in a constant state of revolution. We, on the other hand, are in a constant state of trying to defend the existing civil society. So we're standing in place, let me, let me give an example. We're like the Redcoats, and they're like the guerrilla fighters. And this is a problem. We'll be right back. Mark Over 2,000 of you, my listeners, made the switch from overpriced wireless carriers to Pure Talk over the past few months. We want the rest of you to join us and to see what we're talking about. If you're with AT&T and Verizon or T-Mobile, your family could save over $800 a year just by switching to Pure Talk. You get great coverage, you can keep your phone and your number, and you'll save a fortune. Pure Talk is the top-rated wireless company by Consumer Affairs with the absolute best consumer service team based right here in America. Does that sound good? Well, it gets better. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just $30 a month. And if you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. They don't care. Go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Again, puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And when you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. By the way, way too many people have my email and text numbers. I'm doing a show. I get 20 emails and texts. Do this, do this. What about this? And no, I'm on the air. Let's go to Bob, San Clemente, California, XM Satellite. Bob, how are you? Yeah, I think it's Paul. You're Paul. Okay, it says you're Bob. So today yeah. you're Bob. Oh, I'm sorry. San yeah. <laughs> today I'm Bob. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. Sorry about that, Mark. It's a it, it, it's a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. So anyway, I want to look at what's going on from a rational standpoint. I mean, why are all these politicians saying what they're saying? Uh, you know, we have about the most punitive outcome on this trial possible. Yet we're hearing rhetoric about how it's not enough. Mm-hmm. And what's going on? Because for Marxists, it's never enough. The revolution must go on. It can never be resolved. And you want to know why, Bob? They're taking power away. I mean, Paul, you want to know why? Because when you read Marx, and you come to the end of Marx, and you come to the end of his various essays and books, Lenin said it. He doesn't tell us what to do. We won the revolution. Now what? Marx doesn't tell us. No, he tells them some things to do. But they don't know how to set up a governing system because he doesn't tell them. And so they're in a constant state of revolution. And they will even destroy each other if they have to, which they always do. Mao destroyed most of his lieutenants. Stalin got rid of almost all of his lieutenants, instead of, except for a couple like Molotov. Uh, which the Molotov cocktail comes from. Uh, You can see the same thing in Cuba and other places. The revolution must go on. And also the revolution must go on because 
Marxism is wrong about everything. Everything. It is a hideous philosophy once it's instituted in the real world. And so, having no police, slashing the police, uh, systemic racism, where exactly does this take us? It takes us into uh, anarchy. It takes us into a lawless, uncivil society. And so you got to keep stirring it and stirring it and stirring it because at the end, there is no end. You get my point? Yeah, and well, and the need for this is power on the left. Now, we've given power to the mob on the left, which they've never had power before. And they will never give it up and that's why they will never be satisfied because why would they give up their voice their power now all right i appreciate your call sean philadelphia pennsylvania the great wpht my hometown how are you sean honor mark such an honor and i want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for your dedication well, and thank always you, being sir. there for us you are an inspiration to the country Thank you, sir. Okay. But I called to say that the politicians have no moral ground to talk to us about unity or division. They are the most divided uh-huh. entity on the planet. They're Republicans and Democrats. They're supposed to serve and work for us for the greater good of the country. Uh-huh. And all they do is attack each other. They're so divided themselves that they don't have any right to talk to us about... Well, there, there is a little difference, and I really believe this. Number one, the Republicans are absolutely impotent. They don't even understand what's taking place. This is all swirling around them, and they don't understand there's a revolution going on. Uh, and several of them didn't understand that Donald Trump was the, uh, the, the, the person between us and the revolutionaries in the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party hates America. The Republican Party doesn't hate America. It's just a stupid party. It, it, it's, it's lost its way. It's very... It, it doesn't have... What is its agenda, for crying out loud? Uh, so that's very, very problematic. In the face of a party that's all in. All in on revolution. All in. And so, uh, you know, I, I don't cast aspersions on both their houses. The same aspersions. I cast different aspersions. And the Republican Party is simply not up to this fight. Trump was. They're not. And uh, the Democrat Party is on the move. It's on the move. It is anti-constitutional. And it is anti-American. That's it. And they are. By the way, where in Philadelphia are you, Sean? I'm in Ben Salem, just in the northeast. Oh, I know where Ben Salem is. You're in Montgomery County. know exactly where it is. It's in Bucks County, you say? Yeah, I work at Temple University. I'm right down on Broad Street. Every really? I went to school there, you know. Mess. Oh, it is a mess. I know. I used to get steak sandwiches there almost every day. Right there. At the, they were the greasiest damn things, and they tasted great. Probably ruined my stomach for life, by the way. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Now I want to bring to your attention, America, Elizabeth Warren. Well, why do we care about Elizabeth Warren? I'm going to make a statement, and I'm going to back it up, and I'm going to take hell for it. Elizabeth Warren is an anti-Semite. This group, J Street, is filled with a bunch of self-hating Jews. Now, we've seen this throughout Jewish history. I'm just being honest with you folks. 3,000 years of this. And so a person like Elizabeth Warren exploits the opportunity. And so now she's threatening Israel. I just want you to stick with me. She's threatening Israel. How many... United States senators threaten allies like this. She would never say what she says about Israel, about Great Britain, about France, about Germany. Never. She would never say what she says about Israel, about our enemies, communist China, communist North Korea, Islamo-Nazi Tehran, fascistic Russia. No, never. But she feels, well, pretty cocky. There she's there in front of a J Street conference. This is where the anti-Semites and bigots go, you see. J Street and groups like it. Where they can really say what they want to say. Because they figure they're covered by those Jews who are there. And I should know, I am one of those Jews. Not one of them, but a Jew. And many of us see this all the time and we're repulsed by it, America. What am I talking about? Cut 15, go. We should talk about the elephant in the room. America's military assistance to Israel. I said earlier that I am committed to Israel's security and I am. How so? Have you ever demonstrated that? Never. This is a throwaway line. But let's continue. Go ahead. Support military assistance to Israel. But if we're serious about arresting settlement expansion and helping move the parties toward a two-state solution, then it would be irresponsible not to consider all of the tools we have at our disposal. One of those is restricting military aid from being used in the occupied territory. And so that is the point, certainly in part. Elizabeth Warren claimed to be part Native American. Do you remember that, ladies and gentlemen? How can you forget? And she wanted to be treated differently. She wanted special privileges as being part of the Native peoples. 
of America. She would never talk about Native Americans this way. About occupied territory, she would say, no, 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 this is their territory. We took land from them. This is what she would say. We took land from them. And yet when it comes to Israel and the Jewish people, who were given birth in Judea and Samaria, these so-called occupied territories, the so-called West Bank of the kingdom, the monarchy of Jordan, over 3,000 years ago, that's occupied territory. Unless the Jews move their asses and get the hell out of there and surrender it to the Palestinians who will shoot rockets into their bedrooms, unless they do that, Elizabeth Warren says we should cut off military aid. And she gets away with this, and the left always gets away with this, because they're in front of groups like this J Street. How about systemic anti-Semitism in the Democrat Party? Anybody want to talk about that? Go ahead. By continuing to provide military aid without restriction, we provide no incentive. There's a lot of restrictions. And I would say this to the Israelis, and I really believe this. You tell Elizabeth Warren she can take the military aid and shove it where the sun doesn't shine. All of a sudden, people who spend trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars have no problem. All kinds of foreign aid all over the place. But Israel, the $3 billion to Israel, which is chump change when you're Elizabeth Warren, that should be used to blackmail the Jews in Israel and give up their native lands. The reason, Judea, does that sound familiar? Judea, not Palestinian Dea. I am so sick of all this stuff, you have no idea. The lies from the Marxist left. They hate us. They hate Judeo-Christian principles. They hate the state of Israel. Go ahead. Just course. In addition to destroying Palestinian lives and livelihoods, the continued defect... All right, that's enough. So the Israelis are destroying Palestinian lives and livelihoods. This tiny, tiny little country is destroyed. Now, understand, Hamas, which is a terrorist organization tied to the Muslim Brotherhood, tied to the Iranians, they treat their people with such respect and due process. Oh, it's just a, it's a wonderful thing. You ought to say, these are mobsters. Terrorist mobsters who abuse their own people, who steal foreign aid, who enrich themselves, who divide their little territories and the monies they have among family members and friends. There are parts of Gaza Strip, there are parts where the Palestinian Authority rule that are extremely wealthy. Why is that? Why is that? We know why it is. And here's the thing. She knows it's corrupt. Bernie Sanders knows it's corrupt. Talib, she knows it's corrupt. Ayach, Omar, they know it's corrupt. The European Union knows it's corrupt. It's like virtue signaling. 
When the Jewish people, it's much like America, seriously. When the Jewish people in Israel were considered the underdogs, surrounded by the Arab militaries and so forth, you would see people of Elizabeth Warren's ilk, Gentile and Jew, Gentile and Jew, you would see people like that coming to Israel's defense. But now that Israel's a country with a real military that can defend itself, a real national security structure, a real intelligence operation, really second to none, now you see everybody around Israel, they're the victims. Because these Jews actually defend themselves, so they're the victims. I am telling you the anti-Semitism in the Democrat Party, both out of the closet and in the closet, is unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I'm going to start talking about the structural anti-Semitism in the Democrat Party, the structural anti-Semitism at the New York Times that helped cover up the Holocaust, the structural anti-Semitism at the Washington Post that did exactly the same thing. We can do this too. But this is the way Marxists are. This is the way communist regimes are. They try and wipe out Christians and Jews, and here they're trying to wipe out Muslims in China. And yet Black Lives Matter is a Marxist organization. No, they're not, Mark. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Antifa, another Marxist organization. And all these clowns in our country who give them aid and comfort they're no better they're the same and I'll be right back AMAC the Association of Mature American Citizens is one of the fastest growing organizations in America now over 2 million conservative members strong and I'm one of them AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. George W. Bush is trying to make some kind of a uh, self-righteous comeback. He sat on his mouth all through the Russia collusion lies. He never came to President Trump's defense. He could never get over the things that Trump had said about his brother Jeb. But he was able to get over all the things that the Obama said about him. In so many ways, George Bush is an example of what's wrong with the Republican Party. I don't mean his kindness. He's a very kind man, his humor, and that sort of thing. I mean, he just doesn't know how 
to deal with what's taking place in this society because he's clueless about it. He has no idea what's swirling around. And he, like Liz Cheney and that whole group, to the extent things are negative and the tweets and all, he blames Trump and now he blames you. Just like all those commentators on CNN and MSNBC, the problem isn't them, the problem is you. Because there's something wrong with you. You're just not right. And so he was on the Today Show. I didn't know he has a book that he's hawking, Mr. Producer. A book of what? His paintings and so forth? And so what Republicans feel they need to do is they need to get on 60 Minutes. They need to get on the Today Show. I played you something that was on the CBS News. Does that offend George Bush? Does it offend George Bush? What the Democrat Party is doing in this country, what it's saying about the American people, what they did multiple times to the former president of the United States, apparently it does not. Because in the end, George Bush is one-dimensional, and that is comprehensive immigration reform, open borders, citizenship for illegal aliens, and in this way he feels very righteous. Here's George Bush on the Today Show yesterday. Just a few seconds. Cut 16, go. Describe the Republican Party as you see it today. Yeah. How would you describe it? Uh, I would describe it as isolationist, protectionist, and to a certain extent, nativist. Hmm. Are you you disappointed? Well, it's not exactly my vision. But, you know, I'm just an old guy they put out to pasture. So (laughs) (laughs) just a simple painter. Yeah, right. Okay. You're being used as a useful idiot. I'm not saying you are. That's how they're treating you. And you don't even realize it. You don't even realize it. All those years they despised you, President Bush. All those years they demeaned you. You turn the other cheek, but then you lash out against the people who voted for you. Isolationist, protectionist, and to a certain extent, nativist. Do you understand what's going on in this country, sir? Do you understand what Joe Biden is doing to this country? Do you understand what his party's doing? How they're threatening our constitutional construct? The civil society? Do you believe the American people are systemically racist, President Bush? Do you believe the people who voted for you are systemically racist? Well, why aren't you speaking out against these things? I know you're best friends with Michelle Obama. There's all kinds of write-ups about that. But why aren't you speaking out against this? Instead of piling on as if you're You're Nicole Wallace on MSNBC. This is why the Bush people hate me, Mr. Producer. Whether it's Rove or the rest, I won't even name them. This is why they hate me, because I call it out. It would have been nice to hear from George W. Bush at some point in the last five years. But he waits until now. Would have been nice if George Bush came to the defense of his country. Today rather than taking the bait and trashing the people who voted for him. Are you isolationist, protectionist, and nativist, ladies and gentlemen? Is that who you are, the hard-working people of this country? Is that who you are? Isolationist, protectionist, and nativist? Right, you have to support what's going on on the border today? You have to support 20 million people getting citizenship? You have to support the demise? You know... What did George Bush do to strengthen the Republican Party? Absolutely nothing. It weakened during his presidency, and it's been weakened since his presidency. 
Seriously, what did he do to strengthen the Republican Party? Nothing. I have to laugh at Liz Cheney and unfortunately that family who I used to have enormous respect for. I had all of them on my program. I don't do the backstabbing thing. I don't do the, uh, the smearing thing like Liz did. But even there, it was Donald Trump who gave Scooter Libby a complete pardon. Donald Trump. It wasn't George W. Bush. He didn't have the guts to do it. He didn't have the guts to give him a complete pardon. Scooter Libby, it was Donald Trump who gave him a complete pardon. So what happens to loyalty? I don't mean to Donald Trump. I mean George Bush to to Dick Cheney's right-hand man. Nothing. Donald Trump built up the United States military. I thought the Bushes and Cheneys would like that. Well, that's not what Biden's about to do. Donald Trump took on China more strongly than Bush Cheney did. I thought that was a good thing. Donald Trump put in place strict restrictions against uh, Russia that, that Bush and Obama never did. It's an amazing thing. Did you ever hear George W. Bush speak out against Obama? What is with these Republicans? What is with these people? Where's Romney today? Who said he backs, backs black lives? Or where is he? And Ben Sass? George W. Bush thinks Ben Sass would be a good presidential candidate in 2024. That's right. If we want to hand the whole country to the Democrat Party, there'd be Ben Sass. Ben Sass has nothing. He's not even a backbencher. And George Bush dares to say that, knowing Ben Sass was part of a gang of five that sought to remove the President of the United States from office, even though he was in Mar-a-Lago? Have time for people like Ben Sass? What's swirling around in this country? So Hoda asked George W. Bush on the Today Show, describe the Republican Party. How would you describe it? Uh, isolationist, protectionist, to a certain extent, nativist? Nativist? In other words, systemically racist? Shame on us. We can never allow this to happen again. Never. Shame on us. We got to defend our principles. And too many of these politicians will not do it. Now George W. Bush is just the nice guy, former president, who paints things and trashes his own party. Well, that's great. But don't worry, he's really close to Michelle Obama. You know, he gave her a tic-tac during a funeral, Mr. Producer. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. The whole world was, wow, look at that. They get along. Look at that. They get along. No comments about her tweets or Barack Obama's tweets. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I shall return. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong 
and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Boy, I miss President Trump, don't you folks? Miss him a lot. Chuck Schumer. I want you to hear from these people. I want you to hear what's going on. Most of you are working, you're doing your thing. And this is what's swirling around. Chuck Schumer is on the floor of the Senate, face down in his own vomit. No, we can't hope. Chuck Schumer is on the floor of the Senate today, going on about voter suppression laws. Let, let, me, let me just stop again. You have heard what a number of these people have been saying. If you're a black, particularly a black man, and you're stopped, you expect to be shot and killed. This is Unbelievable. That there is systemic racism in this country. Now, if you think the country is systemically racist and people are holding you down because of your race, you could become violent. If you say that police officers are killing black people, you can become violent when a police officer stops you. If you say there's voter suppression laws going on, you could take to the streets and you could riot. And this is the propaganda. This is the inflammatory language that the Democrat Party is using because the Democrat Party hates America. And the Democrat Party loves itself. And it will do, as I've said now, I don't know how long, anything for, <coughs> excuse me, for power to destroy their competition and to enhance their own position. And that is exactly what is going on. Here's Schumer, cut 17, go. These voter suppression laws, more than 250 proposed laws in more than 40 states. And how many of you read? Hasn't read a single one. And I want you to think for a second. You really think Republican legislators all over the country are introducing laws like it's Jim Crow? Now this is so sickening and so contemptible. So if you dare to disagree with the nationalization and destruction of our electoral system, obviously you support voter suppression. Obviously you're part of the white supremacy movement in this country. This is now where the Democrat Party is. The Democrat Party is a loathsome institution. It is a loathsome institution. And the institutions that defend it, like most of the media in this country and big tech, they are loathsome too. They are killing our country. Killing it. Go ahead. 
constitute a grave and immediate threat to the very core of our democracy. So he's now telling everybody this is a grave and immediate threat to the core of our democracy. Now, if you are told that the nation is systemically racist, that police officers are systemically racist, and that what's being done by the Republicans who oppose you is destroying the very franchise, the very, the very vote in our community. And he goes on to say targeting minority communities. You are inciting riots. You are inciting racism. You are inciting violence. That's what they're doing. Go ahead. In ways both large and small, they seek to restrict the franchise, often targeting minority communities, younger voters, and dense urban districts. Our Republican colleagues have tried in vain to defend these laws as meaningful and appropriate protections against voter fraud. In many cases, those attempts have been just laughable. See? Unbelievable. Unbelievable what these, fo- these fools will say. And they know they'll get support from the corrupt media because the corrupt media are in it. They're in on it. I can't even play any more of these clips. It'll turn your stomach. I mean, the Democrat Party needs to be crushed. The Democrat Party needs to be crushed. In my view. Let's go to Jim, Newport Beach, California. 870 The Answer, where we are live and national. Jim, go right ahead. How are you, my friend? First off, blessings to you and your entire family. Thank you. Um, You as well. I have... Thank you. God bless you. I I have one plaque in my office at home, and it says the following. Hate corrodes the vessel that carries it. That has served me well for many years. I just wish it were true with respect to the left, but they seem to just keep plowing ahead. Go right ahead. They'll get their time. And I don't know who said it, but, but when an individual either won't speak the truth or is willing to hear the truth, they grow to despise themselves. And that's what's in store for the for the for the no, they need help they need a lot of help you but pasaki uh, yeah i'm just saying you look at the last hundred years the rise of evil by the time their upcomings uh, came about an awful lot of people suffered anyway go ahead pasaki you were right. going to say and, and, and pasaki i consider her a fragment of a human being she's basically evil but her press conferences are rigged trump used to take questions of all kinds, left, right, up, down. He stood there till they were done. She has a prepared list. It's a joke. And nobody can follow up with her and say, non-responsive, answer the damn question. I mean, it's... it's and by the way, Trump was out there almost every day. Oh, I know. I know. Going back and forth. And she brings a book out to, mm-hmm. to read her answers. Did uh, Sarah or Kelly McEnany, did they ever bring out a book that's like five inches thick? Never. It was off the cuff because it was honest and truthful. And it's just maddening that nobody calls her on this. I, I just think she's vile. I, I really do. And like you said a while ago, how does she sleep at night? I think she sleeps upside down in a cave. Oh, jeez. Yeah, all right. All right, Jim. Thanks for your call. Mark, you shouldn't allow that. Are you kidding? The stuff they call us and say about us, this is this is a. Uh, Kid stuff, what that guy said. Fred, Hickory, North Carolina, the great W-H-K-Y. Fred, how are you, sir? I'm great, Mark. Thank you for taking my call, the great one. 
Thank you. I'm so happy to get through. Um, I just wanted to say that I don't know if uh, a world leader has ever thrown their country under the bus like Biden did by calling us a systemically racist country, one that has several laws, you know more than anyone, of fighting that. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to know. I, I don't understand. I don't know. We've had now two Democrat presidents, Obama and Biden, who despise their own country, who despise the founding of the country who despise elements of our society that keep it civil. So the Democrat Party, obviously, two latest presidents that they have nominated and served up to the American people, hate America. And yet have benefited wildly from America. Something is very wrong with the Democrat Party, or maybe it's just that Democrat Party from old, and I think it's both. And... uh, they don't condemn the rioters, barely. You know, we, we went peaceful, uh, peaceful. But the cops, you know, the cops. It's the cops, the cops, the cops, the cops. I just wish we lived in a world where the cops wouldn't protect the people who hate them. It seems like a fair thing to me. That seems like justice to me, Fred. Thank you for your call, my friend. Let's go to Lee in Leesburg, Virginia, the great WMAL. Lee in Leesburg, it was named after you, I understand. Yeah, it goes way back, Mark. (laughs) Thank you, Mark, for having me. Mark, I think the passivity of, uh, I would say, Republican leaders and certainly civil leaders. and What do you think of Bush, by the way? It's unbelievable. You know, Mark, I actually saw that interview with uh, uh, with George W. Bush, and uh, not no, I was terribly disappointed in it. But I, I have a, I think Bush, and I, I know this is a little bit off my subject, but I think he's a person who doesn't know who he is because he said some things during that interview that were really telling. If I got into it with you, I could. He said some things that really were a tell, and uh, I just don't think he's aware of what he's even saying. I, that's my opinion of him. But All right. <laughs> uh, you might be right. I, I, I really do, and my wife and I discussed this, and we, we both watched that. You interview. know, his publisher didn't contact me to have him on my show. Isn't that amazing? I wonder why. How rude. Come on. I'm laughing. Come on. This is why would they? This is, come on. The great one. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Mark, I think the passivity of some of these politicians and these civil civic leaders and even probably even police chiefs are actually instigating more of this. Because the, these riots are not ending. They just seem to keep on going. And now it's just keeps going on. And what I, I'm afraid of is that in the near future, who knows when, when the People that are being subjected to this type of uh, abuse don't feel that their civil uh, authorities are going to protect them. They're going to take the law into their own hands. And I think that's where the breaking point is going to be, where their either their life, their uh, their civil liberties, or their... I was kind of touching on that. I think you're right. I worry about it a lot. I think you're right, but... You can hear these Democrat leaders, you can hear the president, you can hear how they just keep trashing uh, millions and millions of human beings. They keep trashing law enforcement. Uh, They keep threatening private property rights. They keep threatening the Second Amendment uh, rights. And 
and they are lighting fuses all over the place. I keep saying it, and I am deeply concerned about this, deeply concerned about it. I got to take a break, Lee. Thanks for your call. Very much appreciate it. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. You know, this book I'm almost done writing, ladies and gentlemen, it's so secret the publisher hasn't even seen it yet. How do you like that, Rich? The publisher, just trust me, they haven't even seen it yet. Oh, yeah. They know the title. We agreed on that. The cover, but they haven't read They haven't read one word yet. Not a single word. But they will very, very soon. And with good luck, they'll stick with me, Mr. Producer. Time will tell. Lucille, Springfield, Missouri, the Show Me State, XM Satellite. Lucille, how are you? I'm fine, and you? I'm very well, thank you. I just have a quick quick comment I'd like to make. To uh, give a test to help woodwork to do away with the uh, police, Uh, Mm -hmm. first of all, take the fence down around the Capitol Mm -hmm. and take away the bodyguards. And if it works for them, it should work for us, right? I'm with you 100%. I'm with you 100%. Take away the personal protection. Take away the police. Take away the fences. Take away everything. In fact, why have metal detectors? Why do any of that stuff, right? Exactly. And if I make more one comment, I think it's disgraceful totally what the pres- or so-called president and vice president did yesterday on TV after the verdict mm-hmm. came in. You're exactly totally right. disgraceful to our country. And it is. And, and it was. Thank you for taking my call. All right, Lucille, you take care of yourself. Let us head over to Tucson, Arizona, the great KNST, which every February, but this last one, has the biggest gem show in the world. Matthew, and the lousiest police chief, by the way. Matthew, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, and I completely agree with that last comment. <laughs> um, so I just, I'm doing well. Which is exactly why Biden has picked him, you know, to be in his uh, federal uh, law enforcement, to head ICE, if you can believe that. Go right ahead. Oh, God, my eyes were rolling on that. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to comment on the fact that, you know, uh, they're, they're not really focusing on the problem when it occurs, but they're more or less just focusing on what people are saying. I was with one of my clients and uh, helping servicing them and everything, and uh, they mentioned to me, they're like, you know what happened today? Have you heard the news? I'm like, there's a lot of news on the radio, man. And she's straight up told me, she's like, a cop 
killed a, I forgot how old she was, a six, I think 16. 16-year-old girl. And I, was, and I was all like, yeah, but wasn't she about to attempt to stab somebody? And then as soon as I said that, she raised her hands up in a position that dismissed what I said and mm-hmm. basically said, yeah, but she was a girl. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to get into it with my, you know, customers and everything like that. So I was like, yeah, it's a pretty crazy world out there and stuff. But, you know, it just, just showing that, you know, there's no compassion or logic, at least with some people, when it comes to thinking about why. Let me, Matthew, you are 100% right. It doesn't even matter what the facts are anymore. That's why you know this is a revolution and this is why we have to confront it. And I want to thank you for your call in Tucson. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. I want to thank all of you, my beloved audience. I appreciate it. And I will see you tomorrow. God bless.